0: News Talk 1110 993 WBT The US Supreme Court in a 6 to 3 decision overturned Roe versus Wade uh, as well as Casey v Planned Parenthood sending abortion laws back to the states and the people. Uh, I want to welcome to the program now Brian Rogers. He is the president of the Jesse Helms Center at Wingate University. Welcome to the program Brian. How are you?
1: Uh, good to be here, Pete. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure. Thanks uh, for making some time for us. So first I'll tell folks a little bit about what the Jesse Helms Center is and uh, why is it at Wingate?
1: Well, uh, the senator who grew up in Monroe, North Carolina, and actually went to school at Wingate College at the time, um, came and, and offered his Senate papers to the university in the late 1980s. And uh, so the Senator uh, the uh, Helm Center was established in 1987 with the purpose of cataloging all the senators private papers think kind of presidential library even though a lot of senators are now doing this um, I, I will say we are own 501c3 nonprofit organization uh so we're not directly associated with Wingate University but uh, we work with with the university we're our own own organization preserving the the legacy and history of Senator Helms in addition to some youth programming we do on on free enterprise and uh, lecture series and and foreign policy a little bit
0: and a lot of your work is rooted in the uh, the founding principles u s constitutional Correct. principles, Correct. right which I gotta believe that uh Senator Helms but also your organization uh probably pretty uh happy with today's ruling.
1: Well, no doubt it's uh ironically pete it was january twenty second nineteen seventy three when the Supreme Court uh, handed down the roe v. Wade decision and made abortions legal in the United states, and that is the same month and year Senator Helms took office in the United States Senate and from that day on, he and the Senator from New York, Jim Buckley uh, promised to uh, you know work to overturn that ruling and work in the, in the congress and it was quite a battle uh, a what as you might imagine he wasn't uh Senator Helms being conservative at that time wasn't super popular with even his own fellow republicans hmm. uh, in the senate at that time and uh didn't really care he 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 valued life uh from day one and never uh for a minute never stopped working to overturn that so, so- yes very happy day and i have no doubt he is very happy with those justices who had the courage of their convictions to uh, overturn uh, Roe v. Wade.
0: So I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, what kind of resistance was there inside the GOP to Helms and his position, but also, I guess, uh, has there been sort of a, uh, an evolution, if you will, on, uh, on this topic inside the GOP?
1: Well, I-, I think you had a time, you know, if you – go back in history, uh, you know, you still had Nixon. It wasn't, uh, Republicans weren't in charge in the United States Senate. Um, they certainly did a lot of work kind of behind the scenes. You didn't uh, really see uh, floor votes quite contentious. And, you know, Senator Helms, um, when he was elected, went into office at age 53, he actually uh, told the people he was going to go and change some things. And one of them was protecting life uh i mean you had the um 60s you had vietnam ending you had a, you know a sexual revolution you had things that uh people like senator helms and senator buckley and others were not you know did not believe in due to their religious convictions and um with this decision i think it just heightened you know what was happening at that time in the united states and a lot of us senators um uh, didn't want to deal you know, with social issues, and, and that was not Senator Helms.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think uh, the G- – uh, it seems like the GOP at least has gotten more comfortable in the culture battles.
1: Oh, oh, without a doubt. And and I, I credit Senator Helms and Senator Buckley and a few others. And, and in the House, you had, you know, Henry Hyde and others that really were, were champions for the pro-life movement from for, for a long time. And it's taken a while. And it wasn't really until Ronald Reagan – became president that you saw movement in changing some laws on on the abortion issue. so this was they were in it for the long game they were as senator helms used to say as conservatives they could meet in a phone booth right you know, with things so yes uh
0: so do you think then that um that the well i'll ask i'll start with this do you believe politics is downstream of culture
1: uh <laughs> depends on who you ask i guess some some may view it differently. I, I know in Senator Helms uh eyes um you know policy always in right and wrong trumped politics. Mm-hmm. Always. And so uh he he always did what he thought was right and told people what he was gonna do and never shied away from that. So um as as he's you know, we've got many documents that talk about politics. Matter of fact, he gave a speech, uh Pete at a pro-life dinner in new york in april of nineteen ninety eight and you know it was on roe v wade and and i think what he what he talked about is that he 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 was never in it for the popular he was always in it for the right and wrong and it make his stomach churn seeing the politics of how people would do in regards especially to this issue it was a lot of uh... lot of bark but no bite shall we say
0: Right. And so if you've got a culture that is moving away from life, um, then you would start seeing policies that reflect that. Right. Uh, And so fighting at the cultural level, pushing back at the cultural level, like my personal opinion is I think a lot of people have abandoned that field um, and and did so for a very long time uh, for various reasons. I'm not going to ascribe motive, but. Uh, just sort of seeded the field, just walked away and abandoned the fight, and then you see the policies that come from that abandonment that then get codified and become v- much more difficult to uh, to you know dismantle.
1: And I think Senator Helms would be appalled, uh, Pete, knowing that there. I think is, is some laws uh, uh, in Colorado and, and I think in Maryland as well where. You know, they the state legislatures there have passed laws that allow people to have abortion basically on demand. Uh, you know, up until <laughs> live birth. Yeah, I mean, he would be, but but he knew it. He knew that's where this would lead if if it goes unchecked. That's why he always would have amendments and uh, and hold people accountable um, on the Senate floor. I mean, you know, and the Senate's different than the U.S. House, as you know, you can mm-hmm. attach. Uh different amendments to different bills and and he would do that to put people on record, so it would never be forgotten with that but I agree he, that the culture wars were huge with him, and he knew with it being unchecked uh where it would lead that's why he always
2: uh
1: m- you know made a um priority to keep it front and center,
0: yeah. Uh, Brian Rogers, he is the president of the Jesse Helms Center. You can see their work at jessehelmscenter.org. dot org. Anything else you want to add before we let you go that you think is important or interesting to note here?
1: Well, I, I think what's interesting is currently you 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 have a, a bill that is in um uh that has passed the the House but did not pass the Senate, uh, the budget bill, the Build Back Better, and in that bill that President Biden actually put in was uh, the elimination of what's called the Helms Amendment, and that forbid federal money to be used for abortions overseas. And even Joe Biden, up until this last time, had supported that, as did many Democrats, up until this last uh, budget cycle. So um, that's kind of where we've gone, and I can't imagine the heads exploding right now of knowing what these justices have done today, and it's become law of the land. Uh, all I know is Senator Helms in heaven with two thumbs up and really appreciating those justices who had the courage of their convictions to save unborn uh, lives and give them the chance for happiness. Not, not the guarantee, but, um, and that's Helms, you know, uh, w- we should be thankful as a pro-life community for his work in continuing to hold this issue, you know, when he was in office for over 30 years. An hour a year, 50, and it's finally uh, overturned. Yeah. Brian
0: Rogers, thanks for your time, sir. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Pete. All right. Take care. That's Brian Rogers from the Jesse Helms Center. News Talk 1110 993 WBT. If you want to weigh in on the chat today, 704 570 1110 1 800 WBT 1110. David Limbaugh brother of the late Rush Limbaugh, said it's amazing how warped leftist thinking is. David Pluff, Obama's uh, campaign guy, David Pluff tweeted that this decision is the tyranny of the minority, but this is the opposite of tyranny. Roe was tyranny of a politicized court, and now majorities of voters in individual states will decide the issue democratically. Of course, the matter will be decided by state legislatures, but the legislators are elected by the state's electorates democratically which is what I thought you guys were all about protecting all right let's go to the phones here is Jeff welcome to the program Jeff what's going on Hello, Jeff Jeff oh he had he had you on mute last time Jeff are you on mute this time all right I'm gonna put him back on hold then and I'm gonna go over here to Scott hello Scott welcome to the program how are you I'm
3: very well, Pete. I hope you are as well. I am. I am. Hey, I had a little spin on this. Um, I really think that, in a a sense, this is a victory for pro-choice in that now everyone has a free choice to live where they wish, under whichever government rule they wish, or, as you've so many times pointed out, they can choose to change those rules Mm -hmm. through their vote. They have more choices now. A hundred percent agree. If you don't like where you are, change your scenario, right? Change your situation. Right. Hey, we're all about the great resignation. Well, resign from your state and move to another one that's more friendly to your beliefs. Right. And, like, I, let's say I've heard support that.
0: Yeah, I've heard, to your point, I've heard people comment uh, about how, uh, you know, they, they're in favor of, say, abortion after 20 weeks, but not after 30 weeks and whatever. Well, now you will have the ability to find a state that has that whatever that week is. You know, delineation is if you think like our uh, uh, that guy running for Congress, Scott Huffman. You know, he said basically you can abort the baby up until uh, uh, it it exits the uh, the birth canal. Okay, well you can find a state that allows that. Sure. And if
3: you and if you don't choose to move to a state that allows that, you can work vehemently to make your state enact those rules. But But that's hard. With an overreach from the federal side that. That, and see, I'm, I'm a proponent, and I think you are too, is I want government and representation to be as close to me as possible. Right. You know, my city council, my county commission, my state reps, the last person I want to be having making decisions for me is my senator, for goodness sake. He's the outside of the president, maybe, is the furthest removed from representing me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this, this is a move. And, I, and also, by the way, I, I hate the idea that everybody keeps talking about the courage of conviction, for these justices it's not courage of conviction it's common sense this is not an enumerated right in the constitution and that is their duty and their job and i'm glad they did that regardless of their party
0: right but or i think the i think the courage part comes in the in the face of the intimidation and the uh, i mean uh, an attempted assassination of one of them, right? I mean, well, true. I, I think that's what true people are now. talking about. In that they were willing to hold firm even after the unprecedented leak, which was obviously designed sure. to pressure them to, uh, or at least one or two of them, to switch sides in order to turn the heat down on themselves. But they they held they held fast.
3: Yeah, and I mean, but again, it goes back to, and I'm very very glad that that they cited the. They didn't talk about pro life or pro choice or women's health or any of the other stuff. They said, "Look, the law is the law, the written word is written word. This is not a constitutional protected right. Therefore, it shouldn't be there." Right. And that's that's just common sense. I mean, I'm glad that yes, to that to your point I guess it is courage and conviction. But on the other hand, isn't that why we appoint someone for life as a Supreme Court justice? I would hopefully, and I certainly expect my Supreme Court justices, they will have incredible moral courage, if you will, mm-hmm. that they will adhere to the facts. Nothing but the facts. And, and that may be uncomfortable for some, but that's the way it goes.
0: Yeah, but know? I mean, it's e- I think it's easy for us to say that when we don't have a mob of angry, whack-job leftists six feet from our door. You know, screaming and well, throwing fake blood on themselves—it's yeah. it's a little different, you know.
3: No, it is a little different. You're right. That's, yeah, or maybe just a titch.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. And, and so I like I can recognize that that they were under intense pressure, and good for them for maintaining their principles because yep. uh, because and, I you know, could see how it how you know you could find a way to make an excuse to cave and find a way to write it in the law, you know, to f- write it in your opinion in order to justify the caving. I could see that happening.
3: Yeah, I could too. But on the other hand, the the reality is, and I know this isn't, I don't know, I say the reality, the intent is that they're going to follow the letter of the law, as Mm -hmm. with all of our representatives and senators and every other elected official. That's the intent. It's unfortunate that we have to say. Well, kudos to you for doing your for doing
0: right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. All right. Yeah, Scott, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks a lot for making it. No worries, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that is Scott, and uh, we'll try to get Jeff back on here if he'll unmute us. Uh, we shall see. Ed Whelan, by the way, um, on Twitter said, "Huge moment back in 2005. Do You remember this name? Harriet Myers. Do you remember that name? George W. Bush nominated Harriet Myers." And the conservative legal movement revolted against her. And who did we get? Sam Alito. So this has been building for a very long time. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 570 1-800-WBT-1110. If you'd like to email, it's pete at com. I do have emails. I've got tweets. I will get to them, I promise. But we're going to try again here. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hello, Jeff. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, Pete, thanks for taking my call. Um, Certainly. You know, t- Today, I, I really think people need to understand this is not a victory for Republicans, not for Democrats, right? Not, not for pro-choice or pro-life, right? This is a victory for the Constitution and the republic. Right. So as a constitutionalist, right, it's so refreshing to see the court finally doing its judiciary responsibility under decades to where this has not been the case. So, you know, as you stated in the Tenth Amendment, it's really clear on on the jurisdiction, right, and and, and really what the founders wanted for us to be sovereign states, right, to Mm -hmm. to govern ourselves as states. So... You know, when you think of our history, especially in the last 90 years, especially, but, you know, this 14th Amendment that was written that's always used by the courts, and let's be honest, a lot of liberal leaning justices, it was drafted primarily because of after slavery to help make sure equal rights for freed slaves and also, you know, some sections in regards to post Civil War. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really been, it was written so vaguely that the courts have really just used it as a scapegoat to really strip away state powers and bring them to the federal level. And I think what we really need to do is when you have, you know, mass media and you have politicians like Biden earlier talking, right, really putting out words just for fundraising and and for political gain, it's really important for us to educate, right? We don't teach this stuff in our education system, but let's educate people on what this means to be a constitutional republic. And... Let's let's bring our stuff back to the state. Your previous caller was perfect, right? The best form of democracy is at the lowest level we can get.
3: So mm-hmm.
2: that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I I love what you do, and I, I love you know everything that you bring to our community, and uh, just would love to see it evangelized even more, man.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Jeff. It's it, this is it has always been the argument, and, I, and I've been accused of dodging the uh, the underlying issues, uh, or I guess probably not the underlying, but the overlying issues. Uh, when I say it, you know, when my opposition to Roe v. Wade was that it never should have been decided in the first place by the federal courts. It should have been left to the states because it's not explicitly laid out in the Constitution. And the proof that they erred in taking up the case is evident by the fact that you still have people protesting over this, you know, quote, law that the courts divined 50 years later. Right. For 50 years, they obviously did not put the matter to rest because how could they? Because it's such a controversial uh, topic that the place to decide these things, as the founders recognized, is at the local level, is at the state level and let states figure it out for themselves.
2: Absolutely, man.
0: Yeah. Jeff, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. there was a piece here in the opinion by Alito along these, round, uh, along these lines, the, that provision, talking about the due process clause of the 14th Amendment, as Jeff referenced, that provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution. But any such right must be, quote, deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. Those are the standards, right? So if you're using the 14th Amendment, the due process clause, to say that, well, it's not specifically mentioned in the Constitution, but it's there and it's protected under the 14th Amendment's due process clause, well, then you have to show that it's deeply rooted in American history and tradition. And abortion is not. And they tried to make this argument at the Supreme Court, and it, it was ridiculous, This has not been part of the American tradition. The right to abortion does not fall within the category. Alito writes, until the latter part of the 20th century, so that would be like the 1960s or so, such a right was entirely unknown in American law. Indeed, when the 14th Amendment was adopted, three quarters of the states made abortion a crime at every single stage of pregnancy three-quarters of the states. The abortion right is also critically different from any other right that this court has held to fall within the 14th Amendment's protection of quote, liberty. Roe's defenders characterize the abortion right as similar to the rights recognized in past decisions involving matters such as intimate sexual relations, contraception, and marriage. But abortion is fundamentally different as both Roe and Casey acknowledged, both of those cases acknowledge that, that abortion is fundamentally different. Why? Because it destroys what those decisions called fetal life. And what the law now before us describes as an unborn human being. Fundamentally different. Oh, and by the way, the law, be, thanks to Roe, is completely sclerotic on how it treats pre-born humans, right? Depending on whether they're going to be terminated or not. It's all over the map. You've obviously heard, maybe you've used this example of, you know, you, you shoot and kill some pregnant woman and you get charged with a double murder. Just like Ray Carruth was charged with attempted murder of the unborn child right that's a good example of it but another example of it is wills and estates is that a human being does that baby have any rights to the estates of the deceased parent they sure do why this is why i asked that question of scott huffman when do rights attach and i asked it of uh bj mcginnis when do rights attach and if you want to tell me that they only attach after exiting the birth canal, okay. But that means they have no rights prior and I could do whatever I want, right? That means they can't inherit anything unless they get born, right? That's the idea. Because what if that child were to die as well? Damn it, like this, right? If that child dies and I'm next in line, then, well, you know, I didn't actually commit a murder. You see, that's what I mean. It's all over the map on this stuff. It never should have been removed from the states in the first place. And uh, so I, that's, that's been my position on Roe v. Wade from the very beginning. Separate and apart from that is the question of uh, when does life begin uh, and, uh, you know, the development and, and all of that. Th- those are separate questions that we all now get to fight over, yay, at the state level, which is where it should be. News Talk 1110, 99.3. WBT. Alex says, "Pete, what about the right to vape in the privacy of your own home? The regime took that away. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. No more vaping the jewel. Um, that's a sentence I never thought I would say. The uh, hate. Fi- this is from Kevin. The hate. Fill. Hate fueled response from the president today." makes it a sad day for the United States of America. Um, I've got other, I thought I had other, uh, oh, oh, I'm on the wrong, okay, here we go. Denny says, one more point of feedback. Many pro-choice activists cite the 14th Amendment as the place where a woman's right to to an abortion exists. I don't see it there. Can you comment on this? Keep up the great content. Uh, Yeah, we covered that in the last thing. I would point out also uh, Alito's, Addressing of this 14th Amendment argument, he said, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. The permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved, like most important questions in our democracy, by citizens trying to persuade one another and then voting. That is what the Constitution and the rule of law demand. For the people who have been screaming about our democracy for so long, you would think they would understand that. Let me go over here now to Carl. Welcome to the show. Hey, Carl, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Pete? Hey, I'm good. What's going on?
4: Well, uh, my comment is that I believe all the pro-abortion crowd are on the wrong side of this decision. They should be in favor of it. And here's the reason why give it a few years and the state of New York will probably pass a law that states that after a baby is born you've got 7 or 14 or maybe even 21 days to decide if you want to keep it
0: well so and just make
4: it that comfortable that you don't yeah yeah
0: you can just let it and lay on the table make it comfortable as that decision gets made over a period of time
4: right yeah and and they'll they will allow uh, a trial period you don't like it bring it back we'll kill it at the hospital within a certain amount of days I see mean, now that's the
0: now carl i'll say that's the kind of rhetoric that i used to shut people down from uh, like uh, as you were going off on that but i'm not so sure that that's an unrealistic pathway any longer the the the, well, the the position of what was in my entire adult life was quote pro-choice and it was you know uh the bill clinton standard of safe legal but rare right and in the right. last i don't know three years It seems pretty recently the position has become more and more radical where I'm not so sure that that, because I have heard people I follow this issue pretty closely. I've heard people make arguments that you should be able to abort the child half in half out of the woman's body. Like that's still an okay time period. And I, I, I don't understand. I cannot fathom that.
4: Well, look back at the excitement after New York signed the partial birth abortion bill into law. Mm-hmm. As soon as it was signed, you had all the people stand around the governor who cheered.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't right? I, I don't relate to the
4: context that I'm coming from. Yeah. And
0: I, I, that, right, right, I and I cannot relate to that mindset. So, no, you know, when, when I hear you say that again, like if this was five years ago or so, I'd have been like, oh, come on, Carl, no one's going to do that. But nowadays I'm not so sure anymore because hey, there's, I, I don't it, think there's any limiting principle on some of their philosophy.
4: Right. Well, 20 years ago, if somebody told you you couldn't smoke in the Waffle House anymore, what would you have said? You'd have laughed in their face.
0: Right. Well, like, I would have expelled, I would have exhaled guys. first and just <laughs> put a huge plume of smoke on them and then laughed in their face. That's true. That is true. Uh, Carl, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Uh, take care. That's 704 zero eleven ten one eight hundred wbt 1110 You know, when I was up at the legislature the other day, I was uh, walking around. And I said, "The last time I have been in the legislature, I could smoke in the legislature." Oh yeah, they had ashtrays. They have all these quads uh, where everybody gathers, and there's like a big open. They got like water fountains and stuff, and all the offices kind of empty into these little plaza areas, and um, and it's all inside, of course, but. But yeah, they had all, it got all these tables and chairs set up in the, in the center. And so people can just like go and hang out and the lobbyists can lobby and, you know, people can eat lunch out there and such. And, um, but yeah, so there would be all these ashtrays all over the place. I remember going into the North Carolina news network. They had their little radio booth there and they would feed us down all of our content out of the legislature here at WBT in the newsroom. And so I'm trying to remember the fellow's name, Mark, I think it was Mark something. Anyway, and I I went, would go in there and say, Hey, to him and, the whole radio booth it was a closet with all this radio equipment just covered in like I don't know half an inch of cigarette soot, you know, just from years of people smoking in this little booth just and then they finally banned smoking in the state legislature. I thought I would never see the day. I mentioned earlier starry decisis I'm gonna get into that uh in the next hour. Let me get to a couple more emails here um. uh, Joseph says, listening to the president, who he calls a demented dotard, lament the gigantic L his Lord Moloch just took is sickening. He is killing the vibe from all the delicious salt I have mined on Twitter today. (laughs) Salt of liberal tears. Uh, Do they not? uh, This is from Dan. Do Democrats not know how to read? Overturning Roe v. Wade does not outlaw abortions. It simply allows states to determine their own abortion laws. Now, now to be fair, some states have outlawed it. So it's half true, half false, right? If you say abortion is now outlawed, it depends on what state you're in. Some states it has been. Some states it has not been. Uh, believe me, as a former Chicagoan, I can assure you that abortion ain't going anywhere. And that way left Windy City, state of Illinois. It'll continue in New York and California as well. They don't need abortion rights. They need remedial reading lessons. Um, It should also be noted the original author of the Roe v. Wade decision, Justice Harry Blackmun, has for years considered one of the least constitutionally educated in the history of Supreme Court justices, so to speak, not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer. The original text of Roe v. Wade was badly flawed in many ways. It's amazing how butthurt these libs get when it doesn't go their way. Now, to be fair... I don't like it when things don't go my way either, but as a lowercase l libertarian, I got a lot of practice with that.